when I go into like a country gas station, this is so fun to do. Like, you know, when there's like, they have all that weird shit in there, you know, like all these weird fucking just knickknacks and trinkets and who the fuck, you know? And I try to, I like when there's like, you can tell the person's lived, worked there forever, you know? And like, they've had this thing in there for 15 years. They've been trying to sell somebody, some guy convinced them to put it in the shop and it's still there. So I try to find the weirdest thing I can. And then I'll walk up to the register and I'll go, um, this is gonna be weird, but do you guys have, I'm looking for, I want like a dream catcher, but I want it to have like a, 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 it's gonna sound weird, but I want it to have like a wolf with like devil horns and like purple feathers. Do you have anything like that? And then you see their face go, oh my God, I do have one of those. Holy shit. I'm going to sell the thing. I'm going to be the guy that sells the thing. And he takes me over to it and he goes, ah, like a cat showing you a dead bird. No way. And then I look him right in the face and I go, no, I wanted a bigger one. And oh. then I don't buy it. Oh my God, you're brutal. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box. The story I want to start with is so. And this, this is a bit I'm working on, but this this happened for real. I, I about three weeks ago, I got I took a bunch of mushrooms, and I tried to teach a dog how to tell time. So here's I was at a, I was at a Mexican restaurant, and my friends have this amazing, cute, three month old Pomeranian puppy. She's adorable, but she was barking a little bit. And my thing is, look, if I was at a table and I didn't have a dog and somebody had a dog, I'd be, I'd want them to not make it, I'd want them to try to get them to not have it bark. Right. right. They don't have, if the dog barks, but just at least act like you care. Right. That's all I want. Don't go like, just like, so well, like how's this, your day? This, rawr, rawr, rawr. this guy was at my pool a couple weeks ago and he, he was standing in the front of my apartment, like just standing there. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I don't want to track water all over your house. And I go, once I know that you think that you can do whatever you want. Right. The thing I'm upset by is if you just walk around my house all wet like no one gives a fuck about anything. That bothers me. But once you once you say sorry once and you're on the team, then I don't need you to be sorry all the time. Right. right? Right. Have respect to pretend you care at least. At least. Well, not pretend. I really can tell the difference when <laughs> right. someone's, because, you know, if you pretended to care, you would walk through my apartment going, sorry, 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 right. sorry, sorry, instead of standing there until I got you a towel. Right. It's a difference. But anyway. Exactly. So I was trying, so I, didn't, I wanted the dog not to, to bark. So there was this whole plate of fajita chicken somebody hadn't eaten. So... I took a plate of ch a piece a, a piece of chicken and I gave it to the dog and I pulled out my clock my phone I said all right dog if you don't bark for 10 more minutes I'll give you more chicken and I started my timer and I showed it to the dog Now I didn't think I could tell make a dog tell time I'm not stupid but here's what I was hoping I could do I was thinking that if I could teach a dog that if it barked it got no chicken and if it didn't bark it got chicken and the longer it didn't bark the more chicken it got I felt like that was a good lesson for a dog to learn <laughs> So I did this for an hour you know, because mushrooms. Because <laughs> mushrooms. <laughs> and here's what happened. I did it six times because I did the full 10 minutes. No matter when it barked, I did the full 10 minutes. So first three times, she barked at seven minutes, and I gave her a little bit of chicken. Then finally, she barked at eight minutes. I gave her more chicken. Then she barked at nine minutes. I gave her more chicken. Last time, she didn't bark for the full 10 minutes. I gave her all the chicken. Now, I don't know if the dog learned anything, but here's what I learned. The key to life is waiting the full 10 minutes. The problem we have is we panic, and we bark at six minutes, seven minutes, eight minutes, whatever, and we don't wait the full time. We get impatient. I should have this already. Why am I not ahead of that person? Why did this person get that? And it, it's because it's not your time yet, man. The right. reason you don't get your soulmate is well, the first is because you'd fuck it up. Right. right? You got ready. You got to fuck up some relationships and figure out what relationships are and, how to, and what you're looking for and what it's about before you get the person you're supposed to be, you know? Right. So 
Don't try to go to level 10 when you're on level one. Just wait, just yeah. give it a second, you know? And so the bit, I was in the bit, I'm like, so there's all those bars, you know, there's that five minute bar. That's when you're like 22 and you're sure no one's going to love you. So you panic and marry right. the wrong person and ruin the next three to 38 years of your fucking three to life. 38, right? Right. Because if you get past three, it's like. <laughs> right? There's that, there's that six minute bar, you know, where it's like. <laughs> You at 28, you take that job you swore you'd never take because you're just so tired of being poor. Right. Right. You're getting some chicken, but it's in a break room. That sucks. You don't want that. Right. And there's that seven minute bark. You're getting better. There's that. I'm an actor, but it's in porn. You know, it's not the same. Like you're in the movies, but you can't show your dad. That's got to right. suck. Right. And there's that eight minute bark. I'm famous on TikTok. Yeah, it's not the same thing. I mean, right. it's cool. I'm ha I'm not anti TikTok. I'm not one of those guys, but like you're mouthing other people's words. You're not Richard fucking Pryor. Calm right. down. Uh, there's that nine minute bark. This is the hardest one to get away from. If you're perfect. That's uh, you're the richest person in Terre Haute, Indiana. You can buy a shit ton of chicken in Terre Haute, Indiana, but I'm from Indiana. That shit's dry as fuck. That's not the chicken you want. You got to wait the full 10 minutes, my friend. <laughs> patience, baby. Patience. But that's patience. what I've been working on. I've been working on patience. Yes. And so the thing that's sort of been cool is like I've been looking at like, like even uh, uh, cannoli here. Yeah. Uh, instead of, because I've been impatient my whole life for no real reason. Me too, man. My girlfriend at one point was like, I've been with her 10, 10 years. She goes, and I've never had a job. I've, never, I've just kind of been this guy forever. And, and she goes, you know, you, man, you've, you've always been in such a hurry. You've never had anywhere to go. <laughs> like, right. you're raging in traffic to get home and sit on your couch and play computer baseball. Why are you so angry? And I'm like, fuck, you know, why am I so angry? Right. So so what I've been learning through these is like now when something's going on, instead of instead of a fucking, uh, uh, it's a problem, I see it as a hero's trial. Yes. So if I can get through the dog barking, mm -hmm. if I can get through the thing. So the same night of the dog, we're at this, at this uh, Mexican restaurant and there's this group of people, we're in the back and we're trying to watch the basketball game as the NBA play-in games or whatever. And there's these three doctors, they're standing up in the middle of the bar, in the middle of the tele, like, so you can't see the TVs and they're in the middle, the waitresses have to walk around. It's just an inconsiderate piece of shit place to stand as mm -hmm. a person. And so I'm just like, what right. the fuck, man? Why would you do that? Sit down, Jesus. And I'm getting so impatient and I'm like, you know what? This is a hero's trial, fuck this. Don't worry about it, quit being an idiot. Doesn't matter. No one, this is your dad's thing he put on you. No one, you, no one has to be in, in right. whatever, right? So I fucking got up. I took a walk around the block. I came back. I'm like, I just, I wasn't mad anymore. Rest of the night, we drinking party shots, eat food, ah, whole thing, right? The doctor that was in my way came over and knew one of the guys at the table finally. He was like, oh, you're with these guys? Tells the waitress, all this stuff's on me. And he bought our whole fucking thing. Wow. And I was like, well, there you go. I didn't yell at the guy and now right. he paid our bill. Everybody yelled at him. Now he thinks I'm a dick and I don't pay the bill and he exactly. still isn't going to learn his lesson. Who the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> so yeah. Shut up. <laughs> I, I understand what you're saying more than you can imagine. We were just talking about this last, last podcast or last interview earlier today about um, like flipping the script on that because I used to get in fights all the time. Cause I'd be like defending the honor that somebody told me I was supposed to maintain. Sure. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it was a long process. I'm happy to share with you. It just, I keep talking about it. You're like, <laughs> Oh my God, another fucking story. You just told this story. But I, at some point after my divorce and I started looking at myself and reading books, honestly, learning from others, I was like, fuck man, I'm taking shit personally that I don't at all have to. And how's that working out for me? And right. I've been getting so much more of what I want 
by not taking anyone's shit personally, as much as possible. Sometimes I slip, but then I just catch myself and go, wow, I'm getting really angry right now, why? Yeah, and, and know, I had an impatience. I never had that. Like I've always yeah. said, I've never been offended. Same. I've never patience. been a, expectations I've, I've, I've don't never, get met, and then you get impatient. I get angry. Now it yeah. came out with anger, maybe for me in some cases, gotcha. or complaining. It wasn't always fights. I'm just saying right. that was part of like what I was dealing. I, I was bumping on the other thing. Like so, like I've just never been offended. I've never felt disrespected. Mm. I've never felt like anyone disrespected me in my whole uh -huh. life. Not once. See, I'm sure they have. Yeah. It just never occurred to me. Great. Yeah. And so one of the things I, I also am kind of looking at now, and I, I, I watched the Friends reunion. It's so weird. I watched the Friends reunion, yeah. and, I, I, and I started watching Friends again. And one of the tropes of Friends is that Monica's mother is like this fucking never, anything's, nothing's ever good enough for her, and blah, 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 right? Well, I just bought into that when I was 30 or 22 when I watched that show the first time or whatever, right? <laughs> but now that I know what I know about <laughs> people. Cough break? <coughs> Ooh. <coughs> that was, a, oh. that was <coughs> heavy. Yeah. Um, <coughs> I'm thinking maybe sometimes. Wow. It, sometimes when you, some people just take everything as an offense. Right? Yes. <coughs> like. I think, what interesting I think what anxiety, here's what anxiety yeah, yeah, is, because yeah. I've been studying this too. Yeah. I think what anxiety is, and I don't want people doesn't think it exists, anxiety is a huge thing. I think the smarter you are, the more anxiety you have, because on some level, and this is if you have a good memory, like, do you have a good memory? Mm -mm. I have a really good memory. Like, I have a really good memory, like, like an amazing memory. For some things, yes. For most things, no. No, see, I, I don't my, like to, like, I don't have eidetic or anything like that, but I've got a really good, yeah. like, like, I can remember lots of shit. Like, all the story time. type memory or, or, or like, dates, uh, facts. Uh, see, you, yeah, I don't have that. I know the rosters of football teams and got baseball teams. No. Like, just, I mean, not all of them, but like, yeah. I know basically, probably, I mean, I'm just a good, I've, I know a lot of, I know a lot of trivia, essentially. Yeah. But, um, I lost my train of thought. Where are we going now? Anyway, March 16th, 2020, we started a show on Zoom called the Social Distancing Social wow. Club. On that day. On that day. I went to Steve's house right. and I'm like, everyone's going to be in their house for three to seven months. And everybody's like, it's going to be three weeks. I'm like, fuck you. The NBA shut down. This is going to be a while. Okay. Like I knew that. I mean, I literally thought it was, I thought it was going to be way worse of an apocalypse than it was. Like I thought, and I was, and I'm, by the way, I'm not a tinfoil person. Like here's when I knew we were fucked. And this is where we all know when we're fucked. When Fox News and CNN say the same thing at the same time, fucking you know worry about it. That's some real shit. That's something that we'll talk about, all about the pandemic. It's about a bunch yeah. of shit of the pandemic. But that first day, I was like, this is going to be three months at least where people are inside with nothing to do. Right, man. Steve, you have, let's let's do something. Because we'd already, Steve had already met, we'd already done some virtual reality comedy. Like Steve was trying to figure out a way to tour without touring before this started and there was VR and stuff but it wasn't eh, you're a cartoon it's not the same right. you know it's like it, it's just kind of weird but like with Zoom there was all this technology there so we just literally Steve's a tech guy thank God and he and, and Ben does a lot of tech stuff too so they they we figured out how to build they built a digi digital comedy club where we learned how to have a live audience that you could hear laugh you would have we right. had uh, they, they have it's called the Nowhere Comedy Club but they have like hundred killers. Like my girlfriend's one of their techs, so like she'll watch the show, and if somebody has a bird in the background, the the box lights up and she mutes them, so it doesn't affect the show. So like guys like Mike Birbiglia, who are big comics, he was selling out. I think the numbers right here, but he was selling like a thousand person shows 
six times a weekend, once a month. He would do six 1,000-person wow. shows on Zoom at 25, 30 bucks a ticket, people from all over the world, right? And so we started that like the very first day. And so we started our show, which it was gonna five, it was five days a week when it started. We, have, we had two comics, and then we, we have a, a girl producer, Rachel, who reads our tips and stuff. It's all tip-based, it's all Patreon and tips, and I gotta say the laughter is key because I yep. watch some of my comedian friends who I have a lot do online comedy with no laughter and it's just, what, it what, doesn't work, man. Well, I've always said, I've said since this started, the, the thing that networks didn't get, like with Colbert and all that, what they didn't understand is the networks thought the laugh track was so the audience knew when to laugh. And that's true in a sitcom. But when it's a comedian, the laughter so the comedian doesn't commit suicide. Right. Like, it's our air. Like, if right. you don't hear laughs, you're like, right. why is this not working? No one's talking. Right. Oh, my God, what I'm going to shoot myself. I mean, you saw Colbert, oh God, these professional comedians, like, make a joke and there's no laughter. Like, this, I'm a, what am I doing? And they just fucking fall in on themselves instantly because laughter's what, right. I mean, and, and on some level, That's you know, comedy great. is, 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 I'm a musician, but the audience is the instrument. Yes. Wow. And so without the guitar, what the fuck am I doing? Right. So, so we, the key, the key was the audience. So, but, but we needed him to laugh. But what was crazy was that, so this group, five, so we'd have two comics on the show last like an hour, hour and a half. And then this weird, one of the guys on the show, so we all brought kind of our little fans in. Steve brought a ton. So our first show, like 20,000 people watched the first day because everyone was home. The Steve Hosketer things pops up their YouTube. They're one of his subscribers. Because again, that's subscribers, not views. He has 500,000 subscribers, which are people right. that follow his channel. Right. Oh, so it popped up in all their feeds and 20,000 of them watched the first day and we made like 2,300 bucks. And so we started this scholarship where, so we, I think we gave out 28 $1,000 scholarships to comics in the pandemic wow. who lost work. So you applied, Get you had to have a here. certain amount of, of whatever. So this community built around this. And then one of the guys in that community, uh, we did the Zoom and he said, we should do a Zoom after the show and talk about it. So they, they opened this Zoom and it ran 24 hours for eight months. These people were in a Zoom, a group of, 100 to 500 people were in a Zoom for eight months because they were all by themselves in their houses. They were good progressives. They weren't going to go outside. They weren't going to break the rules. They weren't. They were going to quarantine like they were supposed to, and they were home by themselves. And they they just trauma bonded. Was this recorded? Uh, not the, the Zooms. I I don't think so. I don't know. I'm just saying these people were in yeah. there. Yeah, no, that's and they amazing. were by themselves. Uh, right. There's a two of them are getting married as soon as they open the border to Canada. Like they haven't seen each other yet and they're engaged wow. to be married, planning their wedding. They're they talk. I mean, like this became this community of people and it just kind of changed everything. So like, that's what I do now is four days a week. I do this show and I've got this group of people that we got them through the pandemic and now they tip and there's Patreons and today was fucking fan Friday and they come in and we do challenge. I mean, it's just, it, it's a, it's the first, so you know, like a sports talk radio show, there's like people that call in, this is like that on steroids because it's on video. So like the, our Patreons, right. like if you're a front row Patreon, you get to be in the the Zoom with us every day right. and you're on camera. So like at the end- And you're showing different views like- Well, no, it's, it's the host all the time, but like yeah. in the beginning, so the first thing we do is inter, inter, introduce the video front row. So Ben will go through and say everybody's name and they get introduced and they're on, and they, and they get, they have fun backgrounds. Sometimes they'll have a takeover and they'll all be wearing chicken suits because they have a, there's a front row planning committee where they do stuff we don't know about. And shit. Oh, they, yeah, they use God filters, damn. but they like, well, literally like they did a, they, we did um two of our comics. They, they made a joke, called them Bert and Ernie. So I tricked them both on coming on together. They didn't know they're going to be on together. And then everybody dressed up like Bert and Ernie and had all this Bert and Ernie stuff. So when they turned their cameras on, it was Bert and Ernie. So it's hilarious. And that part thing that's cool about comedy 
in this way is that you can see into people's houses. Right. So like, so our buddy, there's a guy, there's a guy that watch our sh watches our show that like had a fan behind him, and and one day Ben goes, oh, the fan looks like it has eyes, and so then the next day he put a smiley face on the fan, like he just drew it on a piece of paper. It was hilarious. Well then. I said, oh, well, the thing he's not telling you is under that fan about three feet, there's a hole in the wall or whatever. And then we, so then we had this big joke about how he fucks his fan. And that's been for a year. Like people sending pictures of fans, people buying fans for Christmas. It's like hilarious, but they're all friends now. And it's this big community and, and it became this whole other thing, you Holy know? Shit, and man. so it's like we, the first shows back in the wild were in March and Steve hadn't been in Indianapolis. And so that was where I'm from. I'm from Indianapolis. I used to own a comedy club in Indiana, in Indianapolis. And I and when we went out of business, I sold my club to the Helium people or whatever. And so I book. I still know them. So they booked Ben the Tuesday. Fifty people from all the United States got vaccinated and flew in for this fucking thing for the wow. show we did. It was crazy. So it was like the first time I ever had fans. It was just a weird, cool experience. But it's just been like. Wow, so the pandemic's been fucking badass for me, man. It's no, been a cool I get it, man. Thing. Because you know, I, I, <clears throat> we've talked about this a lot. It's a mindset where certain people had the best year of their life, even though it might have been challenging, right? And it's really all comes down to the mindset. Like you're already, as soon as you see the game change, you go, okay, how do you play now? You don't get emotional about, oh no, when are things going to go back to the way they are? You're like, okay. We're all right. going to be at home. Let's fucking do Zoom. Let's create what you're already envisioning what's going to be created in a, like, in a year, essentially, because it took people a while. I did react very quickly. We were you know, with my business partner in a company, and we went online right away because we were like, let's change. There were right. companies that didn't that went down quickly. When I told my girlfriend when this all started, too, I go, here, the reason I'm not worried about this is because if everything goes to shit... And we fucking don't pay rent for 10 months. They can't kick us out, blah, blah, right. blah, blah, blah. But if everything goes fucked and we have completely screwed our credit for the next however long, right? Because she's been worried about it. She's been doing a good job with her, her credit in her life, which is great. Right. Yeah. Helps us, right? Well, everyone's going to get their credit fucked, so we'll be fine. Right. But that being said, if we can keep our credit up this whole time, then we'll be way ahead of the game. Right. So like even like if you look at Hollywood in any business, entertainment, whatever, so many people fucking left. Right. Now there's all these opportunities. Absolutely. So like my girlfriend was a bartender at Dave and Buster's here in Northridge, yeah. right? And she hated it because it was so high volume. It's $3 shot, college kids, right. whatever. It was just it was just mayhem all the time, fights and all this terrible. So she was nervous about getting a job. And I said, look, all these people left. There's all these jobs in Hollywood that as servers where you make just a zillion dollars and you make you make all these great contacts and you're like, you know, Steel, Steel, I waited on Steven Spielberg today and shit like that, right. that no one leaves for the rest, their whole, once they get it, one, they never leave. But a bunch of those people went home and a lot of those people aren't coming back. Because I think there's people that were in this town for 15 years that like didn't make it. They had a little, they had enough to stay. They, if they're a comic, they had one or two spots. If they're, maybe they're commercial here or there. But like this mm. broke their loop. And they right. went home to Massachusetts and they right. were like, oh man, what was I doing? Right. I was killing myself to get the same, you know? And they just were like, I'm going to do something else. And they didn't come back. Right. It wasn't so for them. They it realized. wasn't. Well, I mean, there's a point that where happens. it's like, not everybody's going to make it. Right. I mean, I'm probably not going to make it. That's okay. I'm not, I don't care if I make it. That's not what I'm here for. But right. like, but let's say I did come out here to make it. At some point you go, yeah, it didn't happen. Like, sure. you know, it's like I see when I see a guy that has the same jokes for five years. I'm like, dude, if those jokes would have made you, made you famous, they would have. Right. <laughs> they're, they they're not gonna. That's why you're still here. Jesus. I think you're going to make it for the record. 
Well, I mean, I, I think you're making it. You're, you're well, already, again, I am making you're it. You're already I mean, doing it. You're just being humble about it. But I'm, I think also, like, uh, I feel like, uh, wow, where has this guy been? Kind of thing, which is a good in a good way. Like, you have this, like, presence. You're, you could host a show. When you say Colbert, I'm like, oh, yeah, he's got a little Colbert in him. Just well, think I'm, it out loud. Yeah. You could be, and with your photographic memory, like you said, you remember everything, you could be one of those late night hosts actually that would be actually really yeah really... here's the thing i didn't get into comedy to have a job yeah you want i could be, have had a job this do whole time i just want to go on stage so, get drunk and make people laugh i don't have any yeah i don't what, need money i don't need any of that shit i want right. to live in my apartment the rest of my life in on in hollywood a mile so from the you comedy made it store. already then oh yeah dude i'm already you need what i mean make it i just i'm not trying to what i'm I saying understand. is like you know, like if I was a fucking star, I'm just saying yeah. these people that came out here to like be to, famous, to be famous. There's a point where it's like, well, it didn't happen. And that's right. okay. I'm not mad at you. I'm yeah. glad you took your shot. But like now what are you going to do? But if you love what you're doing and you're making it enough, then right. you stay. And, and that's, and that's the where problem comedy. Is they were here for the fame and money. That's what I'm saying. And are like, eh, I'm not really down for the like work part of it. Right. So they Staying went home part of it, and all of a sudden they didn't have to work so goddamn hard and fucking right. gas isn't $6 <laughs> and whatever. And they're like, and by the way, I'm not, I know what you mean. There was an exodus a You're, little bit because things got shaken up. I, I no, I was just wondering, I was I was bumping on the gas thing. It bothers me when people talk about gas prices because let me tell you this. Here's the truth of life: the cheaper the gas, the shittier a place you're in. Every time, right. every time. Right. Gas prices are not indicative of a bad economy. They're indicative of a good. Right. You like be you're in South Carolina, prices. gas is like a dollar ninety. It's awful, right? Like. You so, should be looking for the high prices. Yeah, like even in, like in a in a city, if you're right. in a bad neighborhood, the gas is a dollar cheaper than everywhere right. else. Now, if you're driving through, go ahead and grab some gas. Sure. But you don't want to be living there, probably. Right. If you can live well, better. No, the the reason that they have to make the gas cheaper sure. is because you won't stop sure. unless it's cheap. Because it's a bad risk area. reward. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so anyway, um, so I that's not my. I don't really want to do any of that. What I want to do is. Be yeah. a comedy store comic. Yeah. I kind of want to do it in the reverse. Here's actually what Tell I think me. would be cool. Paint the picture for us. What if Let's you couldn't see, if you could see me it. everywhere? Huh. What if you could only see me one place? Which is online. The comedy store. No, no. I'm saying what if I did all this yeah. online stuff and I was funny as shit, Excuse but if you wanted to see me do live comedy, you had to come to me. Yeah. How cool would that be? Well, that's how the big boys do it. No. They go to arenas. True. I don't need an arena. Oh, you're saying keep it small. I'm saying I'm going to only do the comedy store. Exclusive. And if you want to see Chris Bowers live, you have to fly to fucking Los Angeles and come to the comedy store. I'm not coming to your town. That's pretty badass, I gotta say. <laughs> you're sacrificing money. But I don't then give a fuck about money. But then you know what? The tickets will go up in price. Well, and what I would do is I wouldn't you even... You would buy up all the tickets I was thinking and that's sell the money. This, this is my dream. I wouldn't even... If I could get to the point where that was a thing and people ever just... That was the thing. Like, because Rogan did that. Rogan built the comedy store. Right. Joe Rogan, whether you love him or hate him, he knows how to fucking get people to come. I love to Joe shit. Rogan, man. And fuck, well, I'm just saying, there's people other. Yeah, I, yeah. I think he's been done a great. Sh yeah. I fucking Rogan's the man, right? Yeah. And he's the reason the comedy store is the comedy store right. now, right now. Like yes. it was a dark place for a while. Sure. He left. He took all his, all those guys with him, and so and again, this is a dream. But if I ever got to the point where like that was the thing, and I that, I was anti mass media, I only you can only see me at the and it became a thing. I wouldn't even want money from the comedy store. I would say. I just want you to, as long as this is a thing and a phenomenon and people are coming to see me, I want you to pay all the comics the money you'd be giving me, but pay them right, and fucking I get to fucking have a say in who they are. That's all I want. And fucking 
That'd be how and I would you do would it. Make and then money. I would live in my cool apartment and we'd fucking do shows and we'd have fun people come back and we'd talk and fucking Would you talk make about money elsewhere or, or <clears throat> what's, how, what, don't, I need, don't I, you need gas for the car I'm and saying, for the jet? I need $3,000 a month. That's all you need. That's my habit. You don't want to fly anywhere. You just want to be no, in one man. place. I've traveled my whole life. I've been, I got I've been you. all over this fucking place. I mean, I'll go to Australia, but like I, I don't need to go to Kansas anymore. Right. Right. Like I, 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 I have these crazy red shoes on. Right. And I was at, I was at uh, uh, Ben Glebe's birthday party. Right. It's my first big Hollywood parties. All these stars there and shit. I'm like, oh, my God, you were in the office. She's like, oh, thanks. Like fucking that kind of shit. You know, and, and uh, somebody goes, oh, nice shoes. I go, thanks. They go, you should click your heels together. I go, fuck no. They go, why? I go, what if it worked? Exactly. So if I woke up tomorrow and this has been a fever dream and I lived in Indiana, I'd shoot myself <laughs> in the fucking that. head, dude. And that doesn't mean I hated Indiana. Indiana was great. It was what I needed when I needed it. It was awesome. I'm just saying I'm, I don't. And, and I'm being kind of an arrogant prick right now, but but I'm saying like that I think is kind of the move. Like that would be kind right. of a cool thing and whatever. I'm just saying like that's kind of in my own crazy brain eye. That's what I would do. Yeah. Because I like I, I decided during the pandemic, I'm never going to post on social media again to brag about anything. Like if in my heart of hearts, I know this is to show the people in high school that I'm cool now. I don't post it. Right. You I post things that are funny. And I post things that to show people where I'm going to be at. If there's people in LA that want to come see me, I'll put it on whatever. Right. If I can, if I can communicate this to you, this is the one. If I can communicate this to people and get them to understand what I'm saying and agree with it, I think it solves all the world's problems. Let's but do it. Maybe I'm being hyperbolic. I'm open. But man. the thing I'm is, excited. this most of the things you believe are just your parents' preferences. Yep. Yeah. End of sentence. Like, if your parents 100%. didn't like you to turn the light on in the car, they told you it was fucking illegal. So you grow up your whole life thinking it's illegal. And then when you see someone right. put the light on in their car, you think they're breaking the law. No, they're not. <clears throat> their dad made that up, right? If your dad wouldn't turn up the thermostat, that was it. Or, or, or here's one. Turning off lights in your house doesn't fucking save you any goddamn money. It might have been 1926 when electricity was new, but that's not something that's a matter. That we have to, yeah. they said that's a in matter. In the grand scheme of things, grand, it like, doesn't matter. You have three refrigerators and you're making Question me turn off the fucking light? Chris. Shut up. So, so my point is yeah. like, like I've never done any of the chores I had to do as a kid and nothing bad has ever happened. Right. Right? Question because, everything. That's the bottom line. Yeah. That, I agree with you 100%. We talk about that all the time that... At some point in my life, now it took me till about really 35 to go, wow, I need to just throw everything out and, and start over, like question everything. Yes. Well, because here's the you thing. You can still keep your old it, beliefs, but no, I started questioning. I started saying here. what's real, what's not, what makes sense, what doesn't versus assuming anything I learned before was fact. I had to go back and verify. Here, here's, And I never verified before. Right. And and the thing I've done to, to, to not... Well, anyway, it's not just question. My thing is not question everything. My thing is, I just had the word. Fuck it, I lost it. Oh, no, just make sure everything's your original thought. Mm -hmm. When you believe something, you can be talked out of it because you thought it up. Sure. So if you have better information. Right. Right? So let's, like, this is my example. Like, so, you know, uh, uh, when you're in traffic, right, and it's going down to one lane, some people think you should wait in that big, long line, and the people that pass on the left are assholes, and some people pass on the left and then merge in. Which camp are you in? Do you go all the way as far as you can and merge in at the last moment? Oh. Or do you stand in the line? What do you do? Oh, normally I'll go all the way and yeah. merge in. Yeah, okay. that's because what I do. That's just how it goes. It flows. That's and called I'll, zipper I'll merging. Take the zipper That's called approach. zipper merging. Yeah. And that's what but traffic engineers have told us right. will save everyone time. Right. 
The people that think you're being rude, you know who's being rude? When you line up in that line, the guy a hundred cars back, it costs him 20 fucking minutes every car, or like two minutes every car, right? That lines up. When you zipper merge, it's better, right? right. Now, if you came to that conclusion on your own, let's say- I didn't you, realize that it was a proven, it's I just a real figured thing. No, it's logically. a real thing. It's a real thing, yeah. right? So, but if you grew up, if, if, so let's say you're a, a, a a person, right? And a you've person. never seen this before. Let's say you're let's not. Let's say never, you're a person. You're, let's never, let's, you're just a random person. You've never seen a highway before. It's your right. first day uh-huh. in a car, right? Yeah. You live in some com- small town. You get to the interstate. It goes down to one lane and you have a choice and you go, you know what? I'm going to get in the right lane. That seems like the most polite thing to do, right? Right. And then later I told you, oh, no, no, zipper merging is better, da, 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 da. You go, oh, okay, cool. Next time I'll do that. Right. Because you decided what that was. Yes. So you can have your mind changed. Yes. But- if you're in a car as a child and your dad goes, look at these rude motherfuckers, piece of shit, fuck you, and he swerved out or like he had a gun, he's wrong. Your dad is wrong and stupid. Right. Right? Or ignorant. Either one. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe their IQ is high, but they're Yeah, yeah, it's solid, solid, solid. You're right, yeah. ignorant. Ignorance is the right word. No, I'll, I'll, yeah, no, no. Because my dad's very yes. smart, yes. but Check. he is yeah. ignorant solid and closed-minded solid, solid on point. some things. Yeah, take, point taken. So anyway, they're ignorant. But my point is, it's going to be harder to talk that kid out of the fact that that guy's rude. Right? Like if I, if I came with someone on my own, if you came with someone on your own, I can talk you out of it. But if your talking point is Tucker Carlson's or Don Lemon's or fucking yeah. God's or your dad's, I'll I die. can't talk you out of it right. because it's not your idea. That's so my thing is only have your own ideas. Have your own ideas. Whatever that is, whatever truth you have, come up with it yourself. Because right. then if it's wrong, be somebody open. can talk you out of it. Because you can be always open. get talked out of your own truths. Right. You can't get talked out of somebody else's truths. That's the problem with religion. I'm not a religious person at all, I'm, but but I'm I'm uh, open to the fact that some religion might have may have gotten it right. I'm just like more of a student of like what this experience like really, you know, feels like. What works right? What works better? What's more effective? And then. I am always open to the fact that whatever I'm doing currently might be improved on. So I'm like right. flowing with like every interview I, I have, any every person's story, I feel like I'm just uh, becoming a slightly better player. Not by much, because it's like at some mm-hmm. point you get the basics down, you're like, all right, just take your time and just enjoy the ride at that point. Like when you're doing what you love, I feel like, you could really enjoy, I, I've learned to enjoy the moments. Like you said, like I used to th- sit in traffic and curse the traffic. I used to expect that, you know, why do I have to be the here? Why do I have to be stuck? I wanted to leave LA because now I have a complete same person, but I just take advantage of that quiet time or I make a phone call or well, and I just take and, the opportunity in it. And, and that's my point. It goes back to the yeah. hero's trials for me or yeah. whatever. The, right. the point you is, call it the hero's trials, it, yeah. most, most, I think, self-help, most horoscopes, most therapy, most everything is either trying to convince and or trick your brain into knowing that it's in charge of itself. Right. The reason you're happier isn't any other reason than you decided to be happier. Right. You made a choice to change your commute from a terrible mind-sucking thing that you hate every day. Right. Choice. <coughs> to a thing that you're okay with because right. you're listening to a podcast. Right. But it's a choice you made. It's the same drive. Same drive. There's all kinds of guys that lose their legs and then still ski and are happy as fuck. Right. And there's all kinds of billionaires that are still fucking miserable. It's not what happens to you. It's how you decide to fucking be. It's not even how to decide to react. It's just how you, if you just decide. I've got a buddy, and again, he has trauma, whatever, but he's just sad all the time. And I said, Logan, 
at some point, you just tell your brain to be happy. Because my brain's not in charge of my happiness. I'm going to ask you a question. We watch, we watch uh, football every Sunday at my place. I go, when you come over to the Packers games, what do you do in the fourth quarter? Stand up. Why? Because if I sit down, they lose. Okay. So you're telling me your brain thinks it's in control of the Green Bay fucking Packers, but not your own happiness? Shut up. And how many times do we do that? I don't want to jinx that. I don't want to, oh, I don't want to tell anybody I got that Fox call back because right. I don't, you think your brain controls Fox Studios, motherfucker? Your brain is so arrogant, it thinks that if you said out loud that you got an interview, that Fox would change its fucking mind because you, you said it out loud? You know how dumb that is? Jesus Christ, man. But you don't think you can just decide to be happy when you wake up in the goddamn morning? Right. <laughs> you think those dirty socks you wear every week are going to help them win, but you can't think that you have some control in your own destiny? Yeah. At least be an active participant, show up for yourself. How do you think the Packers started winning or how do you think that athlete became good they had consistency in their in I, their life i say to kids all the time uh, su- confidence follows uh, success follows confidence not the other way around sure you can't wait you don't you can't wait to be good at shit to feel right. good about yourself right you feel good about yourself stuff first and then you'll fucking you know that's why i do believe you got to fake it till you make it in that you got to show up for yourself until you build the experience to be really confident you can't always be confident from the beginning don't let that stop you just show up. You know what well, I mean? Well, I think there's if a... If you ch- want to be an athlete, but you're not 100% have talent. Yes, but I mean, you got to show up. You have to show gotta, up for sure. Like, but, but the thing I think that we need to worry about the most is you need to find what your talent is. I agree. Find what you're good at. Okay? Like and I could have killed about. myself trying to become a basketball player because I was in Indiana. I think but I gotta, sucked at basketball. Do you think it's talent and passion or just No. Talent? It's 90% talent. People are like, is comedy hard? I'm like, everything's hard if you're bad at it, man. Fucking, you can make yourself into something. Adam Archuleta fucking built himself from a 5'10 fucking kid into an NFL player. It can be done. I'm not saying it's not possible. Sure. Arnold Schwarzenegger. There's people out there that have built themselves into fucking things. That's cool. I'm just saying, why would you want to work that goddamn hard? How about you just pick something you're already good at and just flourish doing that? Why do you want to do something that's not natural to you? I don't get it. I get, I understand the aptitude and natural and some talent, but then the passion, if you don't have the passion, you're not going to put in the work. Yeah, see, I don't like You work. have to have both. I think work's cheating. Well, work meaning- Like if gotta, Michael Jordan was so good at basketball, why do, you have to try, why do you have to try so hard? He he had to work at it. He had yeah, because he, he wasn't that good. Because he wasn't that good. The greatest basketball player in the world wouldn't have to work hard. That's what I'm saying. That's why MJ's not the GOAT. That's why LeBron's the GOAT. He doesn't work as hard as MJ. I actually think Tracy McGrady's the girl because he never did shit and that dude was a badass. But that's my point. Like, I don't, I mean, I... They still worked their ass off, though. It didn't happen on its own. Hmm? Tracy McGrady? Tracy McGrady. He just woke up and played basketball? There are people who just woke up. Ricky Williams just woke up and played football. He did put no Maybe effort in. one he out of a million. Fuck. I can't say. Right, I and one out of a million is Adam Archuleta. That's what, what I'm say, What I'm saying is, and again, this is probably where we yeah. differ, I do not respect hard work. I think hard work is stupid. And if you work hard at something, you're a shill. What does hard work mean to you? What does that mean to you? Doing shit you don't want to do. Oh, yeah. I'm not talking about that. I'm saying putting in the time. Oh, then you're just fucking whining about the thing you love. Hard work. If you're doing something you love, it's not hard work. Shut the fuck up. If I'm doing comedy, I can't. No, my point is people get on a cross. I work. Fuck you. I don't say that. I'm I'm not saying saying you. I'm just saying don't call that hard work. Hard work is waking up at 5 a.m. and going busting fucking rocks or doing some shit you fucking hate or sending out a fucking thousand emails or fucking practicing a thing 100 times so you nail it instead of just showing up and doing it because you're fucking good. That's what I'm saying. Like putting extra push-ups in, all that shit. 
Right. I mean, if you I mean, you if you I mean, I don't mean you just eat bonbons and fucking Cheetos and shit and put, I mean, you got to extra. I mean, you got to do the thing you got to do. I mean, I got to go on stage. What I'm saying is like fucking the guys that sit 10 hours in a fucking coffee shop and whatever. I'm like, I didn't get into this to do that. Like my if, if, like, look, it, I've always thought like. Yeah, I went to college. I took a, I took the SAT. I went to college, a place that got that took 400 points less than I got. So I wouldn't have to study. Like, to, I, I, like, my goal was to pass, to get an A in the class without reading the book. If I had to read the book, I felt like a chump. Hmm. Now, that's because my dad's a big hard worker, and now I'm realizing it high that that's just my whole fucking persona is based right. on this idea that I wanted to rebel against my father. So maybe I'll switch that. But my point is, like, all right, there we go. There's my breakthrough. Nice work. Yeah. <laughs> I no, no, I, I just, I used to think, like, if I read a book on chess that I was cheating, but, like, my bro, then I realized all the chess masters study... That's why I have no all respect for chess, games. though. That's why I have no respect that, for chess. Right. Because well, it's not it's, original. No, chess is the most unoriginal thing ever. Right. Like, when I saw it's that Queen's example. Gambit, I'm, I'm like, not... oh, all you had to do was study a bunch and just memorize what other people did? Fuck you. You're not good at chess. You got a good memory. Eat a dick. If you're not if you're not named after one of the moves, I don't give a fuck about you in you, chess. You are, but you're kind of in love with the romantic idea of, like, being naturally, like, good at something, which is what, like... No, no, I just I am naturally good at something. You are. And it pisses me off that people it. get past me because they work harder than me. It bothers me. Oh, it bothers me. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> I'm naturally good at this. If no one else worked, I'd Dude, be the most famous person says on the hard planet. Hard work beats talent every time, right? And you don't like that. I hate that. <laughs> Talented <laughs> people hate the fact that they keep getting outworked. Chris, that's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just mad that the fuckers that work hard are passing me up. Because I'm like, well, fuck, man. But you don't want to make money, you said, or do you? No, I don't do care about money. Put, no, no, no. I don't care do about money. Put, do you want to put fuel in the jet? Like, do you have a need to travel and, like, do the things you want? Like, that's, Let me look, man. I'm here's not trying the, to here's say the, here's you the, should be okay, a money-hungry person. Here's, now, okay, I have a 200. Okay. I developed an app. We're developing an app right now. Yeah. I got two of the smartest people I've ever met combined to work on one of uh, my ideas. The truth is you're not going to need money soon. Well, That's I don't know. Truth. I don't know or not. You made it seem like you need 3000 a month. No, 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 no. I'm saying this app's not going to go anywhere. <laughs> you're just a simple no, man. No, I'm saying my, this, this app's probably not going to go anywhere. What I'm saying is <laughs> in the, in the, I don't believe that. In For the, one second, Chris, in Chris the, Bowers. All right. In is, the, is this app not going to go anywhere, Chris Bowers? All right. Let me, I'll tell you the app. And tell me Why are you working Here's on Here's the app. You ready? Tell, <laughs> tell me something. It's, it's in development. Sure. It's, it's in beta right now. All right. It's, it's, it's imagined if every time someone liked one of your Facebook posts, they gave you a nickel. Okay. So we're going to take micro pay to yeah. social media. And so we, why, so we built a skin, okay. right? That goes over like, so when you're on your, it's right now it's on laptop. Cause you, I mean, it's not on phone yet. Cause that's way more expensive, but we, the prototype we built is you, you, it's a, it's a, it's a browser, right? So you go to your browser and it, it's just a skin that lays over. So if you're on Facebook, right. And let's say one of your artist friends, you can, you set your, your basic tip amount for whatever you want to tip. And so you just, you just micro pay people. And so you get a thing. Oh, you've got 15 cents a day or whatever, but you might get $5. The goal is to build what I'm calling a comedy middle class. Like right now you're broke as fuck till you're a millionaire. Right. I'd like you to be able to have a thousand people that liked you and you don't have to wait tables because they'll like your Facebook post for a quarter or your grandma will give you a dollar. Right. And you're not, they're not giving you money. You have to produce shit. You have to put stuff out there, but people like it. And then if something goes viral, you make fucking a hundred grand or something crazy. Right. Right. So it's that's what it is. That's the app, and it's called Social Capital. Let and so I think it's that's a cool, cool name. As hell, and let me so, understand it better though. Okay. As a layman, so I am an, a user. 
Yeah, so I you, voluntarily you, so put you, this so, app on. So basically, you, it's like an easy pass. Yeah. So like you would, let's say you want to tip artists because through yeah. the pandemic you learned to tip. Because other thing, during the pandemic, people realized, oh, we should pay for this. Right. Everyone's starving to death. They realized, right. oh, artists. They're can't. not going to keep making because people thought that artists were making. Realize people thought artists made thousands of dollars when they played a comedy club. They thought we were all rich because no one knew that. No one knows. I mean, it's, I mean, you think people on television are all rich, right? right? You don't know that, you know, I mean, Jody Sweeten, who's from Full House, is good. She's on our show a bunch and she's like a middle class lady. Right. I mean, she just I mean, she probably has some money from the new reboot. But for a while, she's a regular person. But you think, oh, you're on Full House. You must have to be a zillionaire. Exactly. And that's not I, the case a lot of times. Right. Absolutely. So not. once the pandemic hit and people realized how poor comics really were. They were like, oh, we want to help these people. Same with singers and all that shit. So the point is, you would you would sign up for an account because you want to tip people and be a, a, a patron of the arts, essentially. But you don't want to like spend a bunch of money, right? You filled up like an easy pass. You put like 50 bucks on there. That's why there's only the, the that's why there's only one fee. Because if you did it at nickel every time, it'd cost you 15 cents for every nickel and you'd never make any money. Right. So you put 50 bucks on there, like an easy pass, and that's just in your account, and then we just keep track of it, and you just you can set your minimum tip whatever you want. And so you can go out and find comics and tip their jokes. You can tip a video. And I get access to, I get access to like exclusive content or it's just. No, no it's just thank any, you. Anything. You just no, thank you're not getting anything for it. it. It's Got supporting it. art. Got it. That's what it's for. So it's like. How like, do you get people to sign up? Just curious. Same thing as Patreon. I mean, Patreon right okay. now is a thing that I don't yeah, think. Yeah, I've heard yet. of it. Josh just told me about it. It's, I don't know anything about it because I'm old. But Patreon, yeah. well, it's not even. I mean, it's. Educate it's, me though. It's basically. It's a way to pay for content. Like you get extra, you get my content. Well, or, or so like in tip. our, in our, in our, for example, our thing. So for a hundred dollars a month on our Patreon, you get a front row ticket every day. And then the a front row tickets call. on the Zoom call, and then it gets you two game entries. And we have some levels that there's higher levels where you get merch. I mean, hell, there's a there's a twenty eight thousand dollar level on our Patreon where we'll come to wherever you live and do the show from your house. Now, no one's going to probably do that one, but th there's that's what it is. So basically, it's like if you have so there's so basically bands and artists. There's all kinds of people that have a ton of money that don't really know what to do with it. And they'll just give it to art. They'll support artists. They buy right. paint it. And I think through the pandemic, they realized that comics are artists worth supporting too. But like my buddy, I have a buddy named Trevor who was in O-Town, the boy band. And yep. so like they stopped touring. So once right. I learned the Patreon from, uh, uh, we did it. I, I made Trevor do one. He'd never done one before. And he's got like a hundred and some Patreons and they pay him, you know, X number of dollars a month, a month right. and every month. And so he does like, workout videos for them and he'll like call them on their birthday at a certain level. So you just set what you, what you're comfortable giving people. Like if you have fans and then like, you know, there's one, there's a $250 level where, so the big joke, this is real, but I didn't, I, I haven't eaten a, fr a fruit or a vegetable since 1996. I just don't eat fruits or vegetables. And so when we started the show, that became a thing. That's funny. And then one of the Patreon tiers is if you pay $250 a month, once a month, you get to make me eat a vegetable. And so my mom joined the Patreon to make me eat a fucking vegetable. It was like that's the biggest brilliant. backfire of all time. But, but anyway. that's the creative genius behind this, by the way. I want to recognize, because like what you do with Patreon, I'm learning. I don't really know that. Any, I'm real. And so there's all kinds I'm a quick of quick learner, but. But so like example, like for, I have a podcast. You have to be creative. I have a podcast called Origin Stories, right? Yeah. So, so we have a Patreon. It's Patreon only, honestly. We don't have, we have 40 people that watch this thing, but we make $900 a month. So and don't forget the cannoli. And so we we, we the don't forget the cannoli the, segment. Gotcha of gotcha. the show, by the way, that we kind of do. So so anyway, my point is like so so for, I think it's twenty bucks a month. You get tickets to all four shows. Which so you're gonna help us come up with a creative patron. It's not even that creative. Patreon. Listen to me. It's not even that creative. We have two. We have two levels, right? Yeah. There's two levels on that one. Twenty dollars a month gets you just 
uh, you come to the show. Now do we I do have it live. To get naked. That's no, what I want to I'm saying they come to the I'm live show. It. It's only live, right? And then when you come, and, and then take go, over the team, I'm just I'm so just, we, we we broadcast it live on Zoom. So they get a ticket to the live show, and then access to all the archives. So we just archive them all on Patreon. It's already in the app. You do it all in there. And then so people for ten dollars a month, they can have access to any of the po- the podcasts we've already done, and they can come to the one live and be part of the laugh and be and we and and whatever. And for I think forty five bucks a month, they can do a VIP. And that means, so our podcast is an hour and then we do a half hour with VIP with the, they ask, and they get asked questions to the guest. I love it. And man. so again, we have 40 or 50, I don't know how many patrons, we have about 30 or 40 and 35 people come watch this thing every week. And yeah, it's like a show. It, it's but like, it pays, it pays better than any podcast. It's just, it's, but here's the thing, man, that I want to just say, cause you're just like you already said, you're, you're creating like a, a, a an online. You're creating an online uh, a, a show, basically. Where right. normally you'd sell tickets, you're doing a private experience. Yep. It's a, normally a private experience. Only people with tickets get in. There's 30 seats. There's 50 right. seats. There's 75 yep. seats. You're well, that's what doing Steve, that online. That's what Steve realized early on in the yeah. thing. Where like the thing that the Zoom people were fucking up was it's unlimited. No, it's not unlimited. We right. can only sell a certain number of tickets because right. now you can sell tickets and it's limited. And that because because and what happened interact. was it wasn't the tickets become unlimited, the audience came, became unlimited. So the tickets should become limited because and here's the thing I think we should learn through from the pandemic. And I'm seeing this with used cars and I've seen this with a bunch of other shit. And I think it's better, but it's a different way. America since Walmart, since Sam Walton, has been everyone should have everything they can want as cheap as possible at all times. Right. And so we end up with all this shit we don't need that we don't care about. When really the only thing that's ever made anything valuable is scarcity. Right. So st- make less cars. You'll sell them for more. Have less seats. That's that's where it helped comedy. Because all these people had half, right. half full. They could only do charge half capacity. Five bucks. They only have half capacity. And they had to charge money to make sure that they filled what they did have. Because if it, usually if you give out 400 tickets, 50 people show up. If you can only give out 50 tickets, well, fuck, five people might show up. So you got to sell them because once people buy them, they'll show up. So the point is like... And the more they cost, the more likely exactly. they'll show so, up. So what we should do... In their head, they're like, I only pay five bucks. Th- and, this is, and this is the problem with, with whatever. You, can't, you cannot frugal your way into prosperity. That's not how it works. Like the cheapest shit... We became the cheapest people in America. The reason the middle class went away was not because of anything. It's because of us. We did it. Because you know what? A hammer used to cost 22 fucking dollars. And there was $8 in it for the guy who drove the truck, the guy that ha- had the hardware store, the guy that fucking put the hardware fucking... There was $8 in that hammer to pay people in the goddamn middle to get it from wherever it was made to the fucking your house. <laughs> right? And then Amazon fucking said, hey, now a hammer's fucking $7. And no one else gets paid. Matt, I was thinking, by the way, just thinking about like, you know, the creative shows you come up with. Like... We can totally do uh, uh, a Patreon podcast for Misunderstood where people get a private seat yes. on the couch. There you go. There you virtually. go. Virtually. Yeah. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then like charge questions to be part of it. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't know, you wouldn't normally be able to be on a podcast. Here it's like a closed, we get to basically talk, like tell your story, blah, 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 get into like therapeutic. Yeah. questions like how would I handle something like this and then you sell tickets to that yeah and exactly. then you're doing what you love and you're helping people from your house from your house and people <laughs> would do it all over the world Thank Ani you. we should totally do a Patreon what is it Patreon Patreon for, 
like podcasts where like it's limited seating, it's 10 people. Because also, to your point, Chris, if you also sell a, unlimited seats, you can't give everybody attention. Right. But and, and, and what I'm saying is, I think if, if things are scarce, that's what I'm talking about, the yeah. comedy store thing, like, let's start making things scarce again. Don't make everyone can buy your fucking car. Right. Make it where not everybody can get your car. So when they find one, I mean, like Tesla kind of did that. There's a two sure. year wait to get a Tesla. Right. You can't just go it's buy mean. a Tesla. So when you get one available, you buy it. Right. That's the best way to sell it rather than go just yeah, it's cheap, 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 cheap. I mean, fuck, man. I mean, how many times can people switch their car insurance? Seriously, who's fucking switching their car insurance this much? Who the fuck? How many times can you switch? I mean, I've switched once in my whole life because I moved zero here. Yet? Like I mean, what the fuck? How fifteen percent off every time is is a lot of my dad, discount, right? Like, I'm saying my nine dad. Nine rounds later, my dad worked for an insurance company. I go, let me ask you a question, man. You had five corporate companies spending a billion dollars each to get everybody to switch. Couldn't you just fucking not spend that money, not get anybody a cheaper rate yeah. and all make the same amount of money? What the fuck is happening? Right. Like, I don't get... Can't you guys just shake it? Like, the mafia used to just get around a table, the old mafia, and say, hey, guys, come on. Let's just work together. Let's make it scarce. Right. Let's not bastardize this. Let's not, you know, just... Kind of that's what I'm saying. And Sam yeah. Walton was like, no, everyone gets everything. And you know, that I'm just saying we should get away from the idea that we can have anything we want at all times. And by the way, we've been kind of getting towards that anyway. If you've noticed, like, there's not as many 24-hour grocery stores anymore. Like, there was a moment right. where you literally nice. in this country could get anything you fucking wanted at any time of any minute of anything. And People still bitched about the world sucking. And I'm like, what is wrong right. with you people? Dude, 20 you know how strawberries you, used to be like with the McRib. Dude, like you couldn't just get strawberries right. all the time, you prick. Seasonal. <laughs> now nothing's seasonal. <laughs> no. And it's like the thing is, my my the people that come from the old country know that when you live somewhere where they're seasonal, they taste so much better. Because they're not artificially grown or whatever it is. Yeah, it's so not even by that. waiting, it's, and it's, maybe it, oh, by no, waiting, it's not even that. What do you think it is? It's 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 the waiting. Here's the thing. Um, it's actually you know what? I've, so I've been I've been doing this crazy diet. I, not crazy. Yeah. I've been actually the first time in my life I've been doing a real good diet. Like I figured it out. Except like I for finally, the fruits and vegetables part. No, 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 no. I'm saying, I I think fruits and vegetables are the thing that kills you. But we'll get into that later. Um, I think it's, I think big farmer has you in their back pocket and they've yeah. been, you know, it's the oldest. It, I mean, it's the first thing we ever, the first business. So yeah. wouldn't you think their whole market pitch, it keeps you alive. I don't right. trust carrots. Fuck that. <laughs> so I'm saying I haven't had a single vegetable in 27 years other than the time I eat them on the show and nothing. I'm fucking, my cholesterol is perfect. I'm healthy. You do not need fruits and vegetables. It's all bullshit by big fruit. Anyway, <laughs> big fruit. <laughs> Big strawberry, <laughs> laying it down. We on to you, boy. We on to you, big strawberry. Big, big banana. Shit. We on to your game, big banana, big B. Don't make me come down. We represent the West Side. You know, so we're talking grapes, <laughs> grapes and coconuts. So, but what I'm realizing is, also so when I started doing drugs. So I didn't do drugs till I was forty. <laughs> Perfect I segue. I didn't start doing drugs till I was forty-five. Yeah. Okay. So I partied balls. My whole life, but booze. I was just yeah. a booze hound for yeah. four, for. I mean, seriously, from eighteen to 
I mean, I still drank, but like 18 to 45, I was all out. And then I just, and I smoked weed here and there, but I didn't know how to get stoned, whatever, whole thing. And when I started doing drugs, I realized, oh, and this happens with alcohol, but when it only happens with this one thing, you think it's alcohol. It's not alcohol. Drugs, the more you do a drug, the less it affects you. The more you have to do of that right. drug to feel the same thing you felt. Right. Okay? What I realized is that's not just drugs. That's fucking everything. Right? That's food. If you haven't had a potato chip in six months, you eat three potato chips, that's the best three potato chips you have in your whole goddamn life. <laughs> if you eat a bag of potato chips, the more potato chips you eat every day, you have to eat more fucking potato chips to get the same feeling you felt from the first goddamn time. Great right? perspective. So man. if you can realize that, so then you just don't eat shit for a long time, and then when you do, it's so much better. Right? Like that piece of pizza I just had was the best pizza, fucking pizza, I've had in seven months. But it's like, I eat pizza once every... Seven months. Three months now. I mean, I've had a couple other times where I was disappointed. Yeah. That's the first time I've had, but it's because also part of the like. K's Bronx. Yeah, K's Bronx, man. It was <laughs> fucking awesome. I'm going to literally move up. By the way, I'm going to come up here all the time and get that pizza because the other rule of pizza is to be good pizza, it's got to be 40 minutes from your house. Anything you can get delivered, eventually you get sick of. But fucking pizza you have to go get, mm, that's the shit. But it's part because it's the waiting. It's it the, was it's the recommended process. to me by a New Yorker, my business partner, who said it's the best New York style pizza in the Valley. And I've been going to them ever since. I've and it, we've it, had no complaints, but they're it's the it's, good, it's, yeah. the, it's but the, you're right. If you so, I so love my, the perspective. So, of, so my yeah, point is that if you keep eating all these potato good, chips, yeah. the reason the reason that you're fat like you smoke a bunch like, again, you you start at ten milligrams of edibles and it fucks you up, and then you know seven months later you're doing 150 a day and doesn't fucking you got hidden anyway. cameras in my house, <laughs> right? I'm just saying that's how it works. The same thing is with potato chips. The potato chips make you fat. And the second thing I did, and this and is the cereal this is the crazy food. thing, and this is where I'll go back to big fucking food. Is big food is yeah. getting us? Is so my buddy, my buddy, we were blackout yeah. drunk one night, and my buddy Casey said, "Man, Byers, I'm a." I'm going to follow you for 100, your comedy for 100 days. And my other buddy goes, oh, just 100 days, Casey? You're not going to follow him longer than that? And Casey looked at me and goes, you do anything for 100 days in a row, it'll change your fucking life. And I thought, that seems pretty profound. I'm going to fucking try that. So January 1st, I started with a goal of doing something for 100 days in a row, but I picked like six things that I was pretty sure I wasn't going to be, I didn't want to just pick one in case I couldn't do it. So I picked a bunch. And so I wanted to, uh, so I started, the things, yeah. so I started with, I did, I did one push up, one sit up, walked for one minute, uh, wrote one joke and, uh, didn't drink any flavored drinks, like any soda, lemonade, crystal light, you know, diet pop, anything, other, anything other than water. And I drink beer, but other than that, no flavored stuff. And so the jokes were way too hard to write. It was pandemic. I was going to, I mean, I couldn't perform as I was going to annoy people. So that fell by the wayside. The walking was just too much time of my day, but I'm still doing, I, I, and I've seven days. I, I did. I got to the hundred. Actually, I got to 139. I got 139 pushups, 139 sit-ups um, on my 139th day. And then I hurt my shoulder. So I'd like take a month off, but now I'm doing it. I just add, I started back at like a hundred and then I add five a week. No, I started 120 and I had five weeks. Anyway, so like, but what I figured out was when you drink wa only water, because that's still there. This is the thing that's changed my life. Drinking only water with your meals, the food that used to taste amazing, your Doritos, your, your fucking, all that shit, tastes terrible with water. <laughs> fucking awful. It takes you like a month to get used to the taste of water. All right. Because you don't know what it tastes like. Water tastes awesome. <laughs> Once you get all that other shit out of your fucking brain, right. 
the taste of water is the best taste there is. It's what we're fucking alive for, literally. Right. right. They need us. If the, our body's craving water all the time. That's why you get fat. Your body's craving water, and we're drinking fucking lemonade. Right. <laughs> Sugar. We're not getting the water. It quenches right? your thirst and so, for a but, second. And but, then but, but what I think we're, what more. food did to us was it, 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 it fused those two together. It's the it's the shitty food with the shitty drink Salt that makes and sugar, man. that makes the fucking amazing taste in your mouth. Salty you can't Doritos eat you can't with eat pretzels sugary. with water. Right, it's garbage. You right, need the salt and, and so sugar now to I just don't. Each other. Now I don't. I, so then I just stopped eating all that shit. And now I can still eat it occasionally, but I, I've never, I've never had, a, I haven't had a, po, a, a any sort of flavored drink. So those are the three I'm still on: is the push-up, sit-ups, and the and the drinks. But I'm down. I've lost since New Year's. I've lost forty-five pounds. Damn. Bro. And like I've never, like, and and I'm a different forty. I'm a different two fifteen than I've ever been. Like I've been two fifteen before. Where I was just like less skinny, but I've like literally I can tell. I like you have some muscle. Going. You know, like I people have like. The last four people that haven't seen me in three months that walked into my house went, oh, fuck. So that's good, right? Wow. But it was just these, these, this 100-day thing, man. I just no so, wonder you're so funny. You were a fat guy. I'm just kidding. No, I've been a skinny guy and a fat guy. I mean, I, this, I'm kidding. By the way, two years ago, three years ago, I lost 70 pounds yeah. uh, and won $1,000 from Pat McAfee, the punter for the Indianapolis Colts, because he bet me I couldn't, I couldn't lose 70 pounds by the end of football season. And, wow. I, and I did it and won, won $1,000 from McAfee. Wow. <laughs> you're competitive. But now you're doing it like... I'm not competitive at all. You know? Actually, no, no, no. I don't like to... I... And I think this is going away too. I think this might be a thing that I've gotten rid of with, with all this mushroom stuff I'm doing and figuring out. But I just... I like telling you I'm going to do something ridiculous and then actually following through and doing that. That's really funny to Why? me. Why? It's just funny. To say you're not going to eat fruits and vegetables and then not fucking do it. <laughs> you know how hilarious that is? To fucking not that eat a fruit or vegetable for 25 years is the funniest goddamn I, thing on the planet, right? You you must love <laughs> you must love Andy Kaufman. You know, I didn't get him and I I I no, I'm not I no, I want no? the jokes. I like those jokes are funny to me. Like there's jokes I do for myself. Mm -hmm. That's what it is. Maybe that's uh, here's my another revelation. There are jokes I do for myself that aren't I don't need to be funny. Like one of my favorite joke I do to myself. This is I do this all the time. It's my favorite joke and I me and you don't me. need the other person to know. Nope. I just do it by myself because I tra when I travel, I'm always by myself. So I, I, mean, I spent my life traveling, speaking at schools and comedy. I've just been all on the road, but it's solitary. You're by yourself all the fucking time, right? And so when I go into like a country gas station, this is so fun to do. Like, you know, when there's like, they have all that weird shit in there, you know, like all these weird fucking just knickknacks and trinkets and who the fuck, you know? And I try to, I like when there's like, you can tell the person's lived, worked there forever, you know? And like, They've had this thing in there for 15 years. They've been trying to sell. Somebody, some guy convinced him to put it in the shop and it's still right. there. So I try to find the weirdest thing I can. And then I'll walk up to the register and I'll go, um, this is gonna be weird. But do you guys have, I'm looking for, I want like a dream catcher, but I want it to have like a, a, a it's gonna sound weird, but I want it to have like a wolf oh, with like devil horns <laughs> and like purple feathers. Do you have anything like that? And then you see their face go, oh my God, I do have one of those. Holy shit. I'm going to sell the thing. I'm going to be the guy that sells the thing. And he takes me over to it and he goes, ah, like a cat showing you a dead bird. No way. And I look him right in the face and I go, 
no, I wanted a bigger one. And then I don't buy it. (laughs) Oh my God, you're brutal. I, God, it it makes me laugh so fucking hard every time it happens. I get so sad. And it's not real sad. It's not not actual sad. You're not hurting anyone. It is funny. I just I feel bad for the guy, but you're not hurting anyone. It's not like you said his mom died or some shit. Right. You just made him think you were about to buy that a monstrosity finally, and finally take this damn wart off of his nose. Right. Yeah. So. And then you're like, I wish that wart was bigger. No. If only I made it bigger. They told me not to go bigger. <laughs> if I only made it bigger. I never thought about that I part. I never listened oh, no. to her. Oh, no. I should have never listened oh. to that bitch. Now I need to say smaller, because then no one's ever thought they should have gotten smaller. Because I don't want him to go home and kill his wife, because she's the one that told him he would have sold his first sale. He's, he's been a dream catcher artist for fucking 33 years. It was almost his first sale, but fucking Gladys oh. told him to make it that size. <laughs> so he murders her. Oh, no. Dude, you might have oh, caused... shit. God damn but it, it was going to happen at some point. <laughs> yeah, you know that's the other thing too. We gotta understand. You, you don't save someone's life; you just prolong it, man. Is that good or bad? I don't know. Is it a good life? <laughs> like all the people that died on the, all the people that survived the Titanic are still dead. It's not like they get to live forever. They just lived longer. So, like, I don't know. You know what? Oh man, it's totally true, right? So, you was know, it better? I'm saying I, like, I would I have been better off had they not had appendicitis surgery. I think about that. If I was born, I because they right. they invent and I got the old kind. Yeah, me too. But yeah. if I was born, you and I were born before like 19 whatever something. Sure, we would have been dead, <laughs> probably, and that would have been it. So yeah, maybe prolonged. or maybe we'd have fought through it or who knows, man? <laughs> maybe. I'm just saying, like... It's just a prolonging. I'll still be dead someday. Yeah, that's my point. So, like, you know, it's like... I think it turned out better. It's like if you pull someone out of the rubble in Haiti. Are you helping them? I don't know. I I don't. I don't know if you're helping them. Like, why do we... We need to stop... And this is new, by the way. This is new. We need to stop using length as the metric of what a good life was. That's true. You know, when someone's 86 and they died, we're not sad. Right. What if it sucked? What if it was 86 excruciatingly terrible years where it right. never worked out and it was always fucked and you were always worried and then finally you died? Right. That's who should be sad for. 86 years of that? Jesus. Exactly. We're going to cry when fucking Elvis it's dies? Kinda it's kind of like, like when oh, someone... Well, fuck, man. It's kind of like when somebody says they've been married for 39 years. I don't automatically clap. I right. think, well... Is that good or bad? Because depends. Right. And I'm not going to clap and that's unless I saying. want your misery. And that's what I'm saying. That might so, be 39 years so, of prison time. Yes. Yeah, so let's stop talking about length. <laughs> Who gives a fuck how long somebody lived? And that's new. Like, that's only 100 years old. And that's actually what the pandemic is about on some level, is this is the first, like, how old are you for real? 47. I'm 48. Yeah, perfect. So yeah. think about this. We're the first people, close, I mean, we're within five years of the first people to ever get to 48 years old without ever thinking there was a chance, a good chance they would just die randomly. Right. Right? Yeah. Half my dad's class died in Vietnam. Right. His dad's 
class all died in World War II. Right. Then there was polio and measles and whooping cough. In 1900, you had six kids because two of them were going to die and you weren't right. sure which fucking two. She didn't love any of them all that goddamn much. <laughs> That's what happened. But this is the first time where we got rid of death. We figured it out. That's why COVID's so fucking scary because none of us have to even right. fucking deal with it ever before. Right? I was saying that if COVID happened, you know, like 60 years ago, they wouldn't have shut down. No, you because I mean? because they just had Vietnam. They were yeah, sending people like, away to die for dumb shit. Like, like so. so, but my point but is now we're but, so used to. But, the but, that, but also that's well, on some level, that's a that's a good thing, right? It's a good right? Thing. I mean, I'm, that's where we're at. I mean, the fact that we get to watch Netflix through our fucking apocalypse is, I mean, really, it we're gonna bitch. I mean, right. like, you it know. wasn't horrible. I mean, you know, you know. so I watched, the, I binged alone, dude, I, while I was sick. I mean. And it made me go, hmm, oh, this isn't so bad. These guys, these guys were out in the Antarctica. You, you know, I spent the first, I spent the first six months partying with friends I hadn't seen for a long time. I just fucking fired up Zoom, and nobody had anything to do, so we just got drunk in our houses by ourselves for fucking six months. It was a blast. I met a bunch of cool people and brought a bunch of people around, and we hung out with these people from all over the world. And I have best friends in fucking Australia now, and fucking Germany and shit. That like I had my friend Zara is a law professor who hunts fucking poachers down in Australia with drones. Wow. She's one of my best friends. She lives in Australia and she's a fucking smoke show and she's cool as shit and funny wow. and awesome. But she's we like she comes in Zoom and I'm like whatever. So we're like so all this shit happened. That was cool. And then you know things started opening up again and we and I started like all right let's let's and I started doing mushrooms actually and I started working on fucking I'll do one more of those yeah. at this point. Careful uh, because yes. the filter keeps coming out. So, so just grab it by that. Yeah. Um, and started working on these anxiety issues, all these de these little things, all these little programs running around in my head, and that's what mushrooms helped me with. Was I was able to when I can identify them. I'm down to do some. I always joke that the someday. I've been joking recently that the the difference between drinking and drugs is the lessons you learn when you're doing drugs you remember. Interesting. Because <laughs> there's a million times I've gotten all drunk and like. Oh, that's what we should do to your. That's because you're dead, man. And we hug and we figured it out. And the next day we just wake up hungover. And we don't know what the right. fuck we talked about. Right. But if you do that on mushrooms and your girlfriend's like, oh, this, and we figure out like, like, I'll give you an example. So, uh, <laughs> when I first met my girlfriend, I was I'd been divorced twice. <clears throat> and I was just too much. I was just, I just, I just, I don't know. I, 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 I don't get to the whole thing, but, but basically, Give me the whole I, thing. Well, I, I, I'll get to that later, but I'm sure. saying I, I'll lose this point because I'm high. But so, so <laughs> what I realized was like, oh, I have to be the person who stops kissing first, right? Because what I would do is I, if I ever got with a, if I ever hooked up with a girl who was hot, I would just want to make out with her fucking all night because this isn't going to happen again. I'm me, right? Like I don't, I didn't have the confidence to think, oh, she's going to date me because that's not what happens. I would meet somebody, we'd have one great night and then they wouldn't want to see me anymore, which is fine. So, but, but I thought part of that was because I wasn't creating any scarcity. She knew I really liked her. Blah, so I was like, okay, stop kissing first. Right. right. And Let so come to you the more. first girl that I ever did the stop kissing first on was Chrissy, my girlfriend, right? So that just wasn't part of our relationship in the very beginning because I was kind of had that in my head, right? Well, turns out Chrissy was kind of a late bloomer. Like she had her first boyfriend like bef right before me because she was only 21 when I met her. So like she never got to make out like all the other kids got to in middle school and high school or whatever. So our whole relationship, she just wanted to make out a whole bunch because I had this dumb thing in my head. We didn't. 
forever. We like we would kiss, but it wasn't like what wow. she wanted. What and so lesson. we took mushrooms and she fucking mentioned something about it and we fucking figured all this out. And now fuck we make out all the I love making that. It's my favorite thing. I was only you holding back because I didn't want to scare her. I didn't want to scare her away. You changed who you were to try to get someone to like you when the truth is you needed to just look for the person that liked you for who you right. were. Right. And what's fucked up that is likes to fucking kiss. Right. And what's fucked and up is they don't is, like to kiss, that's fine. Yeah, you know what's great is next. No, by the way, full ten minutes. Thank God. But here's the thing. Chrissy was that person. Right. Actually, and if I would if up. I would have given up one person later, she would have fucking it would have been perfect. But because that's I didn't. Saying. Yeah. So you're right. You're completely yeah. right. Yeah. So so that's what I'm saying, though, is but that was a miscommun miscommunication in our relationship. Great. And yeah. but we figured it out. And because it was on mushrooms and not booze, the next day we woke it. up and it and it changed our world. Amazing. And so that's the kind of thing I think you get all the, you get those cobwebs that are you when I anyway, I don't know what else other people do when I identify one of those cobwebs i'm like oh fuck that's yes. what it was oh once like something the, clicks for me whether it's mushrooms or other it's just mushrooms probably helps you it just helps you it, it helps you cut through your, your own bullshit yeah yeah when i when i take mushrooms and i say something i go oh that was to impress somebody mm. oh that was to do this right you're self-aware i'm self-aware of the 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 because we've all built these little moves that we have these yep. little ways we get through the like world, these you, little things that we do, you know, you drop this little line, you know how to say that, you know, to do this or whatever. And it's like, but sometimes you're full of shit. And when I'm right. on mushrooms, my brain's like, no, that's just a coping mechanism you figured out. Yeah. That's not actually what you think. And you can't get away from your self-awareness. And I, mushrooms. but I like that because once yeah. I realize that's what I'm doing, then I'm like, oh, I don't need to do that. Right. So it's opened you up a lot. Yeah. Why did you say that you've been waiting for this long time, this podcast or, or something like it, not this? Tonight? Yeah. Specifically? Oh, I'm just because what I'm trying to do here is build that thing, right? So, oh, that's where I'll go with the app. So, so my app idea, like if the app ever hit, right? Let's say the app made me two hundred million dollars, just because I own twenty percent of the thing. <laughs> yeah. So I'm hoping that that laugh was great. I'm hoping that I'm I'm hoping that we build a thing. I think we have a good name, and yeah. I'm hoping a company comes in and says, "Oh, this is going to revolutionize everything." Right here's the money and we'll go, yes, thank you. Like, I don't right. want to run a tech company. That's not right. my goal, Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. I just had this idea and Steve and Chris know how to make that shit work. And so we're trying to make it happen and we'll see. But the $200 yeah. million dollar plan is, uh, first thing I do is I'd buy my apartment complex, which is 30, $30 million, right? I know that because they just sold it, right? And then I would just pay everyone to leave whatever they wanted. Some people can stay if they wanted, but I mean, I like I just because I want to just bring my own people in, yeah. right? And then just like so, then we would we would create a colony of people of just like here's the deal, uh, whatever you are, right? There's artists, we have artists, whatever. And I would just like your room and board's paid, right? Like somebody'd make pizzas, and then we have a pizza apartment. If you want pizzas, we'd 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 make the apartment. We like put a sliced window in their house or whatever, yeah. and it, that's whatever, part of your, like it, a Smurf village. We just figured out, right? So it's like, but it's 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 like it's like a like commune. It's like it'd be a commune if it had money. Right. Like, I don't want to be a hippie, but like, you know, yeah. if like people could fucking create without worrying about starving to death it's, it's and everybody was hanging out and it was cool. Right. That's what I sure. would do. Right. So you'd, right. You'd, people would live there and you I, I don't I mean, like Steve's doing this in Pittsburgh with comics. That's called the uh, Steel City Arts Foundation. I love it. He bought this old church. It's I love the it's art house idea. So he's talked to Anya yeah. about that, like like an art house type. It doesn't have to be one way, but to bring creatives together to share living space, to create together. Yeah, that's what to, I'm talking about. Yeah. So so, so this is kind of, so the fact that this is what I'm trying to think about. Building. I'm stretching my sciatica, by the way. So okay. just don't think I'm being weird. 
You caused what you fear. I, I wouldn't even have noticed unless <laughs> until you told me. And now it's yeah. gonna look weird. Anyway, so so I'd do that, and then I'd buy the comedy store. I don't know what that would cost, but I think I could get the comedy store for twenty-five, yeah. thirty million dollars, probably. Maybe yeah. I don't know what they would sell it to me for. I'd like to buy the comedy store, and then uh, uh, I would take one hundred million dollars, okay, and I would give it to one hundred people. I would, I would take take one million dollars and give it to a hundred people that are my people, because then. I already did it. I already gave you the money. Here's the money. Hang out with me or don't. Don't hang out with me because I have the money. Right. Here's the money. If you still like me and want to hang out, cool. Now we all have money. <laughs> I'm right. not going to hold it over your head. Here's right. a million bucks. Let's go. Right? Let's go. <laughs> and if you don't want to hang out with me, cool. I don't, I, again, that's I, right. your choice. I'm just saying like that's... And, and out of 100, you feel like you figure, look, I mean, some, some of them, I mean, go, some of them, some will some of my parents, it's yeah. not like I, my, or right. Chrissy's parents, it's not like, you know, they all have to come live in my house. Sure. That's not my I point. Get it. I get what, what I'm saying, saying is there's going to be some people where, like, rather than like them have to like drive my car to get their million bucks, I'm just going to give them the million bucks first. And if they want to hang out and drive the car after that, cool. But it's not to get the money. They already have the money. Right. That they, that. they can buy all the shoes they want and whatever exactly. they want. They're going to live here and we're going to do it. Because it's not about money. It's about everybody having the same shit, right? Anyway, I would do that. Well, and then, and then but, you, but here, But here's the fun part. Here's what I would do. So if you ever get this text, this is what it's about. Oh. Okay. I'm listening. I'm also going to take $2 million. Yes. And I'm going to fucking send a text to every number that's in my phone at that moment. And say, hey. It's happening. Meet me in Vegas at whatever or wherever I decide. And fucking whoever gets there, we don't know what we're doing. We don't know where we're going, but we're spending two million bucks until it's gone. And we don't decide what that's going to be until we all get there. If it's fucking seven of you trust that text message and show up, fuck, we're going to Dubai, right? But if it's fucking... 273 people? Well, fuck, we'll have a great time in Vegas or whatever, right. wherever we decide to go. Right. Hawaii, whatever. We can fly out of Vegas. Yeah, so just, yeah. you just need to get yourself there and right. have enough money to get home. Right. And we're going to spend $2, $2 million till it's gone. And then you get yourself home. I'm in. <laughs> That's the $200 million plan. Now, <laughs> what a vision board that was, man. <laughs> Like we always talk about vision, but oh, I got a vision, but I want to, this is what I want, career, I want an album, gold record, film. That's the kind of vision board you might as well go for if this is a simulation. Right. For sure. Why would you, like we're always talking about, oh. hey, this is going to be a simulation. Let's have a vision board because shit, then you kind of have intention behind it and you start making things happen because you just got it in your head. So why not Dude, go I, for the I, big one? I swear to God, talking about a hero trial, we'll yeah. go to hero trial. That exact thing you're talking about. Uh, I was in Indianapolis, and this was that week where we had all those people came in. So it's the coolest I've ever felt. I have fans for real. Yeah. There's this piano bar I go to, to in Indianapolis where I'm kind of the mayor. Like fucking about six years ago, five years ago, Craig Robinson from The Office. Yeah. The, the piano player guy. Yeah. Right. He came to my club as a comic. And so, uh, uh, but all he's awesome, but he just plays the, the piano the whole time and sings songs. But like, he's not, I mean, some of them aren't even funny. He plays Sing Sweet Caroline. Maybe he just, he, yeah, he does all that stuff. It's awesome. And the crowd loves it and they have a great time. And he's super funny. He plays funny songs in between and makes jokes. But anyway, so uh, afterwards he's like, so are we going out? Because that's kind of the reputation of my club as we took people out. And I said, I said, yeah, man, would you want to go to the piano bar? And he goes, would they let me play piano? And I said, 
Uh, yeah, they'll let you play piano, man. So I call my guy and I go, hey, uh, you know Craig Robinson from The Office? He goes, Daryl? I go, yeah. He goes, yeah. I go, well, he's in my club tonight and he wanted to know if he'd come play piano. He's like, shut the fuck up, dude. I go, no, I swear. He goes, really? I go, yeah. Can I bring him through the kitchen? He goes, yeah. So I bring Craig Robinson through the kitchen, this piano wow. bar, and he plays piano from like whatever time we got there, midnight, because the show was over at like 11.45. We got there at 12.30 maybe. He played from 12.30. They shut down at 3. And then he played for the staff till 6 in the morning. And they did, we just hung out and partied and had a fucking blast. It was awesome, right? And during that night, I mean, Indianapolis is not that I big a town. Him, by the way. There's this, there's this broader area, right? And that's where all the bars are. There's like 40 bars in this like little tiny town. You know, Towns are, you know, <laughs> you know, places. Yeah, places. Anyway, so. You know places. <laughs> <laughs> see, that's the kind of thing where I, re I hear myself being condescending and I'm like, see, dick, shut up. You know, right? <laughs> so anyway, you know, so like, people were like packing this bar like, oh, yeah. Craig Robinson. Like people lost their minds and they were packed for months after that because people thought that's what celebrities go in Indianapolis. Because it happened once and people right. are dumb. But still, it made them a t So I'm like the celebrity of this place. Like, this is their, that's my place. So every time I go back in town, we go. So I had this whole thing, but I had my, my main piano player, Jay. Uh, he played before, he, the night before with all of our fans. We did the show. He, had, he played piano before the show started. And then we did dueling pianos downtown at a different bar. But I hired Jay to do it, and then I basically just ran karaoke for our fans, and he wow. would play songs I and we would sing. I love karaoke, by the way. And so it was a super blast. Knock him out the box, Rick. Knock him out, Rick. Knock him out the box.